Hallelujah. Somebody raise your hands to Jesus. And welcome the Holy Spirit in this place. As we dedicate our bodies and our minds to God right now. Giving him our soul, our minds, and our spirits. Hallelujah. lift your voice let's lift our voices and prepare our hearts even as we bless the name of the Lord even as we bless the name of the Lord even as we bless the name of the Lord you want to lift your hearts and lift your voices and begin to thank him in the name of Jesus offer unto him offer unto him the praises of his glory the praises of his glory the praises of his glory to the praise of the glory of his grace just offer unto him the thanksgiving that is due his name the thanksgiving that is due his name the thanksgiving that is due his name god is good god is good oh lord oh lord our god oh lord our lord how excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set thy glory above the heavens you have set your glory above the heavens oh god we praise your name for your name alone is excellent your glory is above the heavens and the earth oh god oh god we bless you we bless you we bless you we bless you in the name of the lord jesus christ hey you are for you established a testimony and in israel and you appointed a law hey 
in Jacob. Lord, we remember your covenant forever. The word which you have commanded to a thousand generations. We thank you for your tender mercies, your loving kindness, your compassions that fail not, O God. Be exalted, be exalted, be lifted in the name of Jesus. Lord, be lifted in the name of Jesus. Lord, be lifted in the name of Jesus. Be lifted in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, be coben ho sila by her. But do skima no shatene menekola duatamana kebenekoshe. Rapa da kopleko sadimana katende beleko maruate. Shele meneko vendo a paradis and eco pia. Adam menos kivali ape locazo di mashada. Adega dega 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 Lord, we worship us. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your glory. For where two or three are gathered together in your name, Lord, we know you are here. Lord, we know you are here. We know you are here. And we welcome you in this place. We welcome you in this meeting. We welcome you in this place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, oh God. Oh Lord, accept, accept our sacrifices of thanksgiving in the name of Lord Jesus. Your hands. Would be 
that father and sing it again that chorus clings me lord i like you father purge my heart my conscience my body my soul my soul my soul clings me clings me clings me by the blood of the lord jesus clings my hands purify my heart purify my heart clings my hands Lord, cleanse me, cleanse me, cleanse me, grant me utterance. Lord, grant me utterance. Grant me utterance. Grant me utterance. Oh God, as a vessel you prepare, oh God, for today, grant me utterance. Oh God, let the flow of your spirit, your lively oracles, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But in my Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, even as you purge me and align my spirit, my heart, oh God, with the demands of this time, in the name of Jesus, let the flow of revelation in the name of the Lord Jesus proceed from out of the powers, out of the endowment of your, your, your investment, the investment of your spirit, the storehouse of your light within my spirit, my soul, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Lord, you edify, you edify, you edify every listener, every hearer right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, with your presence, your power, your glory, your fire hey, for quickening revival hey, that Lord you align lives to set lives right and straight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Lord even as we pray in the language of the spirit as we pray in the language of the spirit as we pray in the language of the spirit as we pray in the language of the spirit stirrings and quickenings by virtue of the works of, of the work of Jesus on the cross, Lord, oh God, we speak life, we speak glory, we speak resurrection, we speak quickening and revival in the name of the Lord Jesus upon our lives into our destinies, oh God, that glory hey, will be exalted in our lives in the name of Jesus, even as you walk shame and reproach us out of our lives in the name of Lord Jesus.
uplift your heart and pray in the language of the spirit. Stir yourself up. Come on, come on. Just stir yourself up. 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 Just take a hold on the spirit and begin to tap into the rich source, the storehouse of the strength of God, the strength of the spirit. Even as you pray in the language of the spirit, Somebody stare yourself up. He call him a Holy Spirit quicken us. Let there be stirrings in my spirit. Even as your word comes in the name of Jesus. Prepare my heart. Make straight the ways of the Lord. Make straight the paths of the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rampa Position me well to receive from your excellent glory. Position me well, O God, to receive from your excellent glory. Hey, today in the name of Jesus, Lord, 
Lord and the floods of your spirit, the floods of your spirit, the floods of your spirit, the overflowing, floods of your spirit in every heart, upon every soul, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let your presence overwhelm us today, your glory, an evident contact with grace, 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 the fire, unquenchable fire, unquenchable flames, of divinity, let them, O God, burn in our hearts, burn all around us, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of Yeshua, thank you, Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. substance of his house for love, it would utterly be contempt. 
that is a price for love, the nature of love, the character of love. Many waters cannot quench it. Many waters cannot quench love. The coals thereof are coals of fire with a vehement flame. Bible says love is as strong as death. That is why Jesus' death was proof of his love. His death was proof of his love because his, his love was as strong at the extent of his death or deaths because he died many deaths on the cross. Jesus died many deaths. Isaiah 53 verse 9. why he said greater love has no man than this that a man lays down his life for his friends John chapter 15 um, I believe verse, verse 13 love is as strong as death if you want to see real love if you want to put love to the test the highest test of love is being willing or the willingness to offer itself hallelujah the willingness to offer itself up the willingness to offer its life that is the test of love greater love has no man than this that a man lays down his life for his friends not his mother or his father when his mother or father has become their friends then As a sheep before her shearers, that is how silent he was. He answered them not a word, because, according to Second Corinthians five, he had become a Passover lamb, and he must need go through that so scriptures will be fulfilled. Forty minus one lashes. The scourge, the ridicule of men, the weight of the cross, the mockery and the shame. Love is as strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. Many waters cannot quench love. Isaiah 53 
oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that is before its shares is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Beloved, the Bible was not mistaken, describing all that he endured from his agony in Gethsemane to his arrest, his trial, in fact, his speedy trial, his conviction, the punishment, the chastisement of our peace being laid upon him, the scourge, the scourge, just imagine, just imagine, just imagine, the meditations of the cross, just imagine, imagine, even on the cross, in the pain, he was given vinegar for thirst, instead of water, his side was pierced, in a moment, in a time, when he was already in deep pain, when we get into today's message, you realize that even how the, we will look at just the nature of the cross, we wouldn't, we, and, and another time we will put it into the biblical context where we would we would look at the various accounts of the gospel, the various accounts, each narrative, and 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 then marry it to the design of the cross, the design, the physical design, the architecture of it. It was enough. The kind of cross chosen for his death or his crucifixion. It was enough to to inflict in to inflict sufficient physical pain and wound on him or to Jesus, so he would die without any form of punishment, additional punishment. So the arrow wasn't necessary. And then as if that wasn't enough, as if crucifying him in that shameful mountain wasn't enough, and as, as, as if piercing his side wasn't enough, you have two people among whom he was crucified who deserved what they got. You had one person questioning him, making a mockery of his divinity. When he had the power to even have stopped, he had the power to have stopped the beginning of the cross. But he chose to give himself up from the beginning. From the beginning. It wasn't the cross. He would have saved himself. He would have if he wanted to. But love is as strong as death. What he endured in his death is a measure of the strength of his love for you. Beloved, that is why, that is why the psalmist, that is why the psalmist said something. But before I come to that, let me visit one thing that Apostle Paul also said. 
He said, what shall separate us from the love of God? What shall separate us? What shall separate, separate us from the love of God? Romans 8, I think the verse 36. What shall separate us? What shall separate us from the love of God? What? Hallelujah. Without spending too much time, we want to get quickly into today's message. Hallelujah. I just wanted us to ponder upon a few things. Just set your heart right to receive. Romans 8.35 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? No. Tribulation is not sufficient. Or distress? No, no, no. Distress is not enough. Or persecution? No. Persecution is still not inadequate. Or famine? No. Famine doesn't hold enough strength. No. Or nakedness? Oh, nakedness cannot buy us from the love of Christ. It cannot. It cannot. It cannot. It is impossible. Or danger or the sword. He would endured such contradiction of sinners within himself. Love, 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 love. One message, not the news. The love he had for us, as strong as death, was what held him bound to the cross. It wasn't the news. It wasn't the fear of the Roman soldiers. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. This is a message of all times. It's not seasonal. This is a message for all times. It is a foundation of our belief. Jesus could have come, walk the face of the earth, minister, and vanish. And there will be nothing like Christianity. There will be nothing like reconciliation. There will be nothing like death. There will be nothing like life. There will be nothing like resurrection. There will be nothing like forgiveness or remission of sins. Man would have still been so, 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 so miserable. But his death, his resurrection has given us hope. That is why it's not only in this life that we have hope. For if only in this life we have hope. In the book of 2 Corinthians, the Bible says we would have been of all men the most miserable. If only in this life, or if, if only in this life we have hope, then we would have been of all men the most miserable. First Corinthians 15 and verse 19. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to do a quick recap and then we visit today's message. Last time we looked at the road to the cross, which we recaptioned as the the Passover foreshadowed, a Passover foreshadowed or Passover event. We said that the Passover is one of the seven feasts of Israel. We looked at the seven feasts from Exodus 23 verses 14 through 16. 
the feast of unleavened bread, the Passover, the feast of harvest, or the Pentecost, which is the first fruit of the crops you sow in your field, the feast of ingathering or tabernacles. And we said that these three were observed annually as commanded by God. And then we said that Passover and tabernacles both had three minor festivals observed at the same time, one after the other. And we said Pentecost came 50 days after the Passover and had no minor festivals associated with it. And we said that the Passover, when we brought the Passover in focus, we said it, it was an ordinance beyond just testament. Hallelujah. We said that all the Old Testament feasts, feasts which were seven in number, they were feasts or fiestas or festivals. Seven in number are like a calendar spanning about 3,500 years of spiritual timeline or history beginning from the time of Moses to Jesus' second appearance. So we are still, in effect, observing that calendar. It hasn't come to an end yet until Jesus appears. Hallelujah. And we said they reveal how God dealt with his people in the past, what God wanted them to do in the present, or what God wants us to do in the present, and how he would work, work with them in the future, how God is going to work with us in the future. Hallelujah. The feasts are predictive of all of these things. Hallelujah. And we said that Jesus ascended. He is the same person that ascended. But before he ascended, he first descended, according to Romans 10, verse 6 and John 3, 13. And we said that it was love that brought him down. Love is what makes us humble ourselves because humility in itself is love. It's a demonstration of love. It is power under control. Humility. Jesus humbled himself. The Bible says that he humbled himself to even endure death on the cross as powerful as he was it was power under control that is humility strength under control when you could have saved yourself when you could have defended yourself when you could have you could have said hateful things to to harm the other person's reputation when you could have actually used your position in the office you know to to bring the other person down or to make things difficult for the other person in the office or the workplace yet you choose to neglect to you choose to overlook they are errors that is humility and is born out of love it's a very heavy garment a very heavy garment to wear or to put on we said for christ has once suffered for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to god and put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit hallelujah and we said we looked at the background of passover we went deep and I'm not going to be able to go deep into the recap, but if you want to get it, please listen to the previous episode. I think episode 52 of 51, 51 and 52, 51 and 52, episodes 51 and 52 of this teaching. And you are going to have a detailed, a detailed teaching on the foreshadow of the Passover. Today we want to go deeper. Hallelujah. We want to go deeper. The anatomy of the cross. We are looking at the architecture today. Hallelujah. Bible says that as and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up. John chapter 3 and verse 14. Hallelujah. 
Can somebody help us with that scripture? John chapter 3 verses 14 to 16. Uh, I want to help myself. Okay. Yes. That whosoever believes in him may have eternal life. Yes. In the days of Moses, you're, you're looking, lifting up your eyes to look at the bronze or the brazen serpent was proof of your belief. It was your way of plugging into your deliverance or salvation. But in this time, it's our confession. That is why Christianity is called the Great Confession. The Great Confession is our confession of Him as Lord that births us into the kingdom of God. Our confession. Through our belief, please can someone help me with Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. That whosoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world. We looked at the nature, one of or about three of the characteristics of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. I like the I love the King James Version, which says his only begotten. Hallelujah. Because God has many sons. But Jesus is the only begotten of the Father. Before he, he begat many sons. After the likeness of Jesus. Which are, which are the new creation. Offsprings of the new creation. Which, of which we are also partakers. Jesus had, God had only one son. Prior to begetting all of us. The new creation. The church many sons unto himself he had only one son and he had to sow that son as a seed john 12 24 we looked at that when we're looking at the, the passover foreshadowed that except a grain of corn or wheat fall to the ground and dies it abided alone but if it dies it brings forth much fruit yes god bless you minister Eben and minister winning for helping us with the scriptures verily verily i say unto you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die some of us are falling but we are not dying we are falling but we are not dying so jesus is unable to live in us the fullness of the expression of his divine life the resurrection glory and power is not able to gain adequate expression through us well that is not the message we may look at that when we get to the glory and power of the cross of the resurrection the glory and power of the resurrection i would say that it abided alone but if it dies it bringeth forth much fruit you know why many are not dying because dying is a painful process death it's a painful process. In fact, if I say death, it's, it looks like that is an event. I would love to use dying because that is more progressive. The circumcision of the heart. Concession, circumcision of the heart. Laying down our, our lives, our will, our bodies as living sacrifices on the altar. A sacrifice on the altar that is being consumed. It is not dead, yet it is being consumed, purified day after day by the fire on the altar 
it has all its own will but it has relinquished its will to the owner of the altar upon which its will is surrendered and yielding yielding moment after moment with the understanding the revelation that except a grain of wheat fall to the ground fall to the altar and die it abided alone sometimes the problem is not in abiding alone that is not a problem it's not just a fruitfulness but being able to access having a foretaste of the powers of the ages to come Hebrews 6 12 Hebrews 6 verse 10 to 12 so when he was led like a sheep before her sharer Check verse 4 for me. Hebrews 6 verse 4. I think it's not 10 to 12. Maybe 4 to 6 rather. Like a sheep before a sharer or a sharer. Bible says that Jesus answered them not a word. Yes, that is a scripture. It's verse 4 to 6 rather. He answered them not a word. That is how yielding is. Sometimes the process is painful, but you don't utter a word. You don't complain. You don't complain. If you want to see his glory, his power come alive. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship, fellowship, the participation. partaking it is a joint participation in the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable it is a yielding we are able to conform it is a yielding while dying that we are able to conform and in conformity the image we carry is brought to bear it becomes evident Jesus is the express image of God we and because he abides in us that express image comes alive we begin to exude we begin to make manifest that same image which is in us hallelujah Hebrews 6 4 says, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God, the good word of God, and the powers of the world to come. Hmm, my God. It is impossible. It is impossible for those who were once enlightened. You've been born again. You've tasted of the gifts of the Spirit. You have, you, have, you have had many encounters with God with the light of his word, revelatory insights into his person, into his word. You've walked with the spirit. 
That means that you've been enlightened. You've been enlightened because you were drawn from darkness into his marvelous light and you tasted of the heavenly gift. The heavenly gift, partakers of the Holy Ghost. There are many gifts, but the only gift that the Bible qualifies as the gift or the promise which God, which Jesus told the disciples to tarry for was the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Yeshua said to them, wait, 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 wait. Tarry ye in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. In Acts chapter 1, it says, and have tasted of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify, that is what we are going to look at today, they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. The powers of darkness, the principalities and powers deserve that open shame according to First Col Colossians chapter 1 and, and verse 16 or 2 verse 16. The powers of darkness deserve that shame, not God, not Jesus, not a second time, not a second time, not a second time. That is why the Bible opens in the verse 4 by saying, it is impossible, it is impossible, it is impossible, it is impossible. price he paid Romans chapter 10 please verse 9 to 10 that if thou shalt confess with thine mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thine heart that God has risen from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so that is how we buy our way that is how we connect we plug in to the faith the great confession hallelujah Believing in our heart, confessing with our mouth, we are then saved. For with the heart, man believes and is justified. Once you believe, you are justified. And this is a prophecy fulfilled. Isaiah chapter 53. Let me look for that quickly. Isaiah 53. Bible says that by his sacrifice or offering, many shall be justified. Yes, verse 11, verse 11, the verse 11 of Isaiah 53, it says that he shall see of the travail of his soul, the agony of the Christ, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge, the knowledge 
of the Christ. This knowledge surpasses all knowledge. It is the message of messages. It is the message of messages. It is a message of all messages, the gospel of all gospels, the true gospel of true gospel, and the very gospel of very gospel. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. The father who gave him up shall see the travail of his soul and seeing, knowing that all the requirements the demands of justice were being met god will now look on even though his son was given to pain god now looks on and despite the pain he looks on with satisfaction because by the sacrifice by the sowing of this one son the seed of this one son and the knowledge of him that i may know him that i may know him that may disconnect the scriptures that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So Bible says, by his knowledge shall men shall my righteous servant justify many, many, many. By believing Romans 10 9 or the verse 10 says, by believing man is justified in the heart. By shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities you are justified because jesus took your place so the moment you confess him you are identified with everything he did on the cross it is reckoned to you now because this was a prophecy it says he shall bear their iniquities but after that jesus had come and left now it is he has borne our iniquities it's fulfilled that is why when you are making claims you do it with boldness making claims as far as any benefit of the cross is concerned healing peace the crown of thorns redemption from all curses ancestral curses the curse of the law any curse by the power of the blood resistance against the spirit of death attempting to take your life the power of the blood you have every right to make legal claims by virtue of the sacrifice the last session the last session we shall have in this series on the cross shall be the benefits of the cross and we shall see the great things he did for us so able to make demands without fear that is why bible says let us come boldly boldly hebrews 4 verse 16 let us come boldly before the throne of grace come boldly you have confidence because you are justified not by your works that is why those who live by the righteousness of the law 
are justified by their own works. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Because that confidence is not in your own self or your works. By virtue of your ability to adhere to all the demands of the law. No. It's a superior form of righteousness. Not by your works. Righteousness which is by faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Is somebody being blessed by this teaching right now? have a need the Bible says that that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need he didn't say needs I consider the scripture to mean that there is one need that is intimacy and we need grace for intimacy and when we find grace for that one needful thing there is grace enough released enough there is grace enough released to us for all other needs and wants jesus said it that one thing is needful martha martha thou art thou art worried about many things but one thing is needful and mary has found that one and it shall not be taken from her it shall not be taken from her she located that one needful thing because of grace it took grace to realize that of the many things she could have done in those times the many engagements the most important the wisdom of grace the most important was or is to sit at the feet of the master which is like coming before the throne of grace sitting at the feet of the master which is like coming before the throne of grace come boldly to obtain mercy and to find grace to help in time of need he's not talking about a, a need for a car no no that is inferior one thing one need desire of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord to behold the face of the Lord or the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple for in a time of trouble in a time of trouble he has delivered me
verses 14 to 16 again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So we have looked at the belief unto justification and all of these things. How that by that, by his, his, his suffering, many are justified. Hallelujah. Now, Let's just proceed. We looked at the two descents or dissensions of Jesus and his utmost single ascension. Or we could also look at his ascension in two ways. But ascension, as in an abino, ability to ascend by one's own power, was just a single event so we have his resurrection and his ascension but his ascension or his descent were two from heaven to earth and earth down to the grave hallelujah now jesus's ascension okay we shall look at that his, his ascension was true ascension his resurrection was true resurrection in that he did not die again a resurrected body doesn't die again so all the miracles we saw they are not true resurrections in fact they are not resurrections i said this some time ago we shall find out what they truly are when we get there the prophets the power and the glory of his resurrection So from heaven, he came down to earth, from earth to the grave, or the underworld, or the regions below the earth, or Hades. And then when he comes to his ascension, he ascended to, first of all, he resurrected from the grave to the earth, and then he ascended from the earth to heaven. Hallelujah. He ascended into glory. As we get go deeper into the word, I want us to take this reading quickly from John chapter 17, the verses 1 to 3. John 17. Jesus was that was the beginning of his priestly high priestly prayers. He said, These speak, the Bible said, These words speak Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him and this is life eternal that they may know thee the one true god and jesus christ whom thou hast sent eternal life is that we may know him the one true god and jesus whom he has sent and Apostle Paul said that, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the wisdom of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yes, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man, man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. I want to jump to 
how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory and I brethren when I came to you, came not with the excellency of speech, of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything, anything among you. So earlier I said that the message of the cross is the message of messages. I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified hallelujah now we are going deeper into the word we are going deeper if you are, you are with us you want to type deeper 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 understand that before glory there is always before glory or honor there is always there is always the seed or the sacrifice of shame before glory there is a slain there is a death before honor is humility Jesus's utmost humility was his humility in death his humility in death Bible says that for the joy that was set before him he humbled himself to endure the cross even a shameful death as it was he humbled himself that was humility that was before his honor so when Jesus was crying out to be glorified when he spake these words to the, to the father asking that the hour has come for God to glorify his son that the son may also glorify him it was Jesus heralding his death Jesus heralding his death and his subsequent glorification so that by his glorification the father may even receive glory how does the father get glory anytime how does the father get glory through Jesus anytime the name of Jesus is pronounced and it's a, a situation bows to that name so that there is a healing so that there is a deliverance from an accident so that a situation turns around that result right there that answer to prayer right there that lifting of the name of Jesus right there all redound to the glory of the Father hallelujah Praise God. So following his trial before all Jewish and Roman authorities, as we saw in the episode 51 and 52, he was led forth for crucifixion. Now, it was prophesied 
it was prophesied he was going to be hung on a cross even in a time in the days when the jewish culture the jewish system they are very they, they are um i think is it penology or something their justice systems criminal and justice systems didn't have any mode of punishment that involved the cross yet prophecy foretold this and it was fulfilled exactly as prophecy had it now what is a cross the cross is coming from the greek staros staros s-t-a-u-r-o-s staros that is the greek for the english word cross the cross is a well-known instrument of the most cruel and ignominious punishment it was it was borrowed by the greeks and romans from the phoenicians so even we saw the romans using it to crucify jesus the romans crucified jesus on the cross and it was we said that it was the most shameful death in those days for the lowest of citizens or criminals the highest crimes it was borrowed from the greeks and the romans from the it was borrowed by the greeks and the romans from the phoenicians and then was used by them even down to the time of constantine the great now i just want to hammer on this one more time the guiltiest of criminals the guiltiest particularly the basest of slaves robbers the authors and abettors of insurrections and occasionally in the provinces upright and peaceable men were those who were actually crucified Hallelujah. Now, when you hear the word cross in the Bible or crucifixion, let's say cross, when you hear the word or the term cross, there are usually three things that come to mind. Even as you are looking at the anatomy of the cross, I want us to take time and look at the architecture. So please bear with me. Follow carefully. Please, are you with me? Are, are, are you following me? Even as I also follow the leading of the Spirit. There are three biblical uses of the term. First of all, there is the cross in its literal aspect or literal sense. As in the wooden structure. Which comes in different shapes. We will be looking at that as well in today's podcast. The second biblical use of the term is the cross as a symbolic representation of redemption. The cross, again, thirdly, as a symbol of crucifixion, which is the death upon the cross. 
So the cross in its literal aspect, the cross as a symbolic representation of redemption and then the death upon the cross. That is crucifixion. Hallelujah. Now the English word is derived from the Latin crux. C-R-U-X. C-R-U-X. And it existed in four different forms. Four different forms. The first form is the crooks or the, the crooks. Let me use crooks so that you know I am actually referring to the C-R-U-X spelling. If I say crux, it might look like the peak or the apex. It might sound like that word. I want to use crooks. C-R-U-X. The crooks emissa. C-R-U-X-I-M-M. ISA, there are two different words, which was a type usually that is a type usually presented in the art which the upright beams extend above the cross beam. Traditionally, this is held to be the cross upon which Jesus suffered and died. The crux emissa. You see that the vertical beam. It, it, it um, outgrows, should I put it that way? The horizontal beam in length. The, the usually, both, both the upper and the lower part of the vertical beam extend, extend way beyond. The beams extend above and below the horizontal beam. The second is the crux commissa. Which is also known as Saint An Saint Anthony's Cross. This is in the form of letter T. You see the top bar meeting the top bar, which is horizontal, meeting the vertical beam or bar, which is vertical. In the form of a T, no part that the, the the upper part of the vertical beam does not extend beyond the horizontal beam. It's just a perfect T. And then there is also the Greek cross in which the cross beams are of equal length. It's like a plus. The Greek cross. And then finally, there is the cross or the crux, the cassetta. The cassetta. D-E-C-U-S-S-A-T-A. Which is also known as St. Andrew's Cross. The Crux Commissa is known as St. Anthony's Cross in the form of letter T. The Crux, the Cross or Crux de Cassetta, also known as St. Andrew's Cross. This one is in the shape of letter X. Hallelujah. We had some of the disciples crucified on that kind of cross. Can we see it? 
The first one is a crooks emissa. The one on which Jesus died, the normal cross we are used to seeing. The second one is Saint Anthony's cross, letter T. That's the number two. Please, are we all able to view the image? And then the number three is a Greek cross. Like the plus sign. The number four is the crooks de cassetta, which is St. Andrew's cross. Now because of Jesus' death, his sacrificial death upon the cross, the cross rapidly became interwoven into the theological construction of religious thinking, especially in Paul's letters, 1 Corinthians 1.17, Ephesians 2.16, Colossians 1.20, Galatians 3.13, Galatians 2.20. Hallelujah. It is also... Prior to the time, people were crucified on the cross, but the cross didn't have any popular significance like it did because of the message of the gospel. When Jesus died, resurrected, and the message of the gospel was propagated, because it was tied to the cross, the cross started gaining significance. Even though crucifixion was one of the most cruel and barbarous forms of death known to man, It was so dreaded that even in the pre-Christian era, the cares and troubles of life were often compared to a cross. So when Jesus, even in his, in his ministry, while he walked the face of the earth, he, he, he once said to his, his disciples that anybody... Who wants to follow him must learn to carry his cross daily and follow him because he knew that there were cares and troubles of this life hallelujah now let's look at imaginations for a moment now preparatory to the actual ordeal itself Jesus was scourged he was scourged he was bent over tied to a post while the Roman lector applied blow upon blow upon his bare back blow upon blow with a lash intertwined with pieces of bone or steel the lash was like, was like a leather belt or a leather string or th thread which had bones woven into it intentionally 
or sewn into, into it, bones or pieces of steel intertwined. Now this in itself was frequently sufficient to cause death to any victim or anybody who endured these blows. Bareback, bareback, no clothes on, in a posture where you are actually bent over so that your skin was properly exposed. And you were tied, you were not only bent over, Jesus wasn't only bent over, as it was done to criminals. 40 minus 1. Now there's a reason it was 40 minus 1 because the Romans had a rule that nobody should be scared beyond 39. The Romans had a rule that none should be scared beyond 31, beyond 40. Please, can someone help us with some 129 verse 3? 129 verse 3. If you're here with us, you want to type thank you, Jesus. You want to type thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory, glory. Emmanuel, you're welcome. You're welcome. God bless you for joining us. This is, this is the prophecy concerning the scourging, the beatings. The Bible says, The plowers plowed upon my back. They made long their furrows. So, while Jesus was enduring every one of the 40 minus 1 lashes or scourges, the beatings upon his bare back, they were literally plowing his back. Isaiah 53 verse 11 He was bruised for our iniquities He was wounded for our transgressions He was wounded for our transgressions This is a message of all messages People of God The meditations of the cross Is a serious thing if you meditate on the cross, even sometimes before you give in to any lustful desire of the flesh that propels you to sin or to go against Jesus, you would, you would be moved to tears. It will move you to tears. Seeing how much he suffered for your sake, for my sake, the contradiction of our sin, that he endured he who knew no sin was made or became sin so that we will become he was made sin so that we become the righteousness of God second Corinthians 5 verse 21 please help us again with Isaiah 53 verses 3 or first Peter 2 verse 24 let's let's visit First Peter 2 verse 24 first and then we shall go to Isaiah 53 verse 3 to 12.
like it if you are being blessed this message is a solemn one it's not one which you you know you receive with so many shoutings and clappings and excitement Make you sober. Bible says that who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed, by whose stripes. crucified Jesus was brought about by a number of factors. First, the painful but no serious character of the wounds inflicted. There were two distinctive ways of, of fixing or affixing a living victim to the cross, either by tying or nailing. And it was well established, it has been well established that Jesus Christ underwent the horror of the latter. Jesus was nailed to the cross. The second factor that brought him agony on the cross was the abnormal positioning of the body. So that the slightest movement will be accompanied with additional torture. You try turning, you try just adjusting yourself a little bit. You want to stretch a little bit. And then there's so much torture. There is so much torture. Because of the abnormal positioning of the body. The third factor now is a traumatic fever induced by hanging for such a long period of time the body is such that the body wasn't designed to endure pain for a very long time extended periods of time you can easily just slip into a moment of fever or pain a, a, a fever due to intense pain Now, when Jesus was put to death by being nailed to a wooden cross, you know the funny thing, the reason why we read 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in the beginning of the teaching. The verses 1 to 5, and also from the verse 6 to 8. Bible says, but we speak. Let me start up from the verse 6 of 1 Corinthians 2. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the prince of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. 
which none of the princes, none, not one, none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. So when wicked men, wicked men thought they were just executing a man who had become a thorn in their flesh. When Jesus Christ was put to death by being nailed to a wooden cross, wicked men thought they were just executing some man, a troublesome man, a pioneer or a leader of an insurrection who had become a thorn in their flesh. And they thought they were even stealing his shine. They thought they were silencing his fame so they could steal his shine. But beloved, I came to tell you like Jesus who died and resurrected on the cross on the third day. You cannot be buried in the name of Jesus. You cannot be buried. Nobody can steal your shine. Nobody can steal your shine. Nobody can nail you to any cross to incapacitate you. Because Jesus came off of that cross. He was died. And he, he was buried he, and he resurrected in glory. Hallelujah. Nobody can steal your shame. Nobody can steal your shine. Hallelujah. Nobody can bring you shame or steal your shine. They thought, they thought, they thought they were silencing him. Nobody can silence you in the name of Jesus because the seed of God dwells in you. Even as Jesus became the seed of God who was sown so that by his resurrection, Jesus could bring many sons unto the Lord, the Most High God. You cannot be silenced in any good thing. Men did not realize that the cross was planned by God from the beginning of the world. Hallelujah. Now, what was the physical reason for Christ's death? You know, recent medical studies have revealed that when a person is suspended by his two hands, the blood sinks rapidly. The blood sinks rapidly into the lower extremities of the body. Because of gravity, I believe. Your two hands are stretched either, they are, they, are, they are stretched upwards together above your head or sideways. On either side of, of your main body torso, your human torso, to the left, to the right. As you hang in that posture, as the body hangs in that posture. That is why I said you should lend me your imag imagination for a moment. Because we don't have, we don't have, we've seen this picture over and over again, but we need to repicture it. As you are picturing it and listening to, to this, you're actually meditating upon it. Just like sometimes we oftentimes meditate on our problems, the things that worry us, the things that bother us. We keep wondering about how we are going to get the money or why am I the only one that bad things keep happening to me. You keep meditating, you keep meditating. That is a form of meditation as you worry for prolonged hours, time. It's a form of meditation. Hallelujah. So lend me your imagination for a moment. So when a person is suspended by his two hands, 
the blood sinks rapidly into the lower extremities of the body and within 6 to 12 minutes blood pressure drops to about 50 percent while the rate of pulse has doubled because there's less blood in the body less fluid in the flesh so the body or the heart in order to be able to supply to make sure oxygen reaches the rest the rest of the body to sustain the life of the flesh because the life of the flesh is in the blood the heart now overworks the pressure increases it tries to pump blood as hard faster to every part of the body so that the blood the oxygen deprivation in the upper part of the body will be restored by so doing the pulse doubles the heart rate doubles and the heart is deprived of blood and fainting follows this leads to an orthorastic collapse it's a medical term o-r-t-h-o-r-a-s-t-i-c through insufficient circulation the entire circulatory system blood vessels everything just collapses the physical reason for jesus's death on the cross spiritually he died because of the weight of sin now this physical death was due to heart failure hallelujah now victims it is worth noting that victims of crucifixion they, they did not generally succumb to death for about two or three days but death was actually hastened by what we call the crucifragum or crucifragium the crucifragium or the breaking of the legs we haven't read the account of the bible yet because it's an overview we are looking at the anatomy the architecture and then we shall put it in the message the story which we all know in john 18 and john 19 Matthew 26 27 death was hastened by the crucifragium or the breaking of the legs john 19 verse 33 come please someone help us with that scripture portion 
was prepared by the merciful women of Jerusalem, a drink which Christ refused. You see that in Mark 15 verse 23. So this was a kind of death that the one who is glory co-equaled and majesty co-eternal with the Father. This was the kind of death to which he descended. But it wasn't enough. Bible says that he was crowned with a crown of thorns. A crown of thorns was placed on his head. The torment for my peace. The torment for your peace. Thorn. Thorns are symbols of curses and all the discomfort that life can offer as far as especially the mind is concerned. Mental processes are concerned. Peace of mind, peace of heart are concerned. Now what is a crown? A crown is a band encircling the head to designate honor. That is a crown. It's a band that encircles the head. It's a crown that makes a person a king, not just the name upon the person. So once a person has been crowned, whether the crown is on their head or not, honor has been conferred on them. Now the diadem was a symbol of the power to rule. And there were three types of crowns. The royal crown, the priestly crown, and then the victor's crown. Because of time, I wouldn't go into that. We are looking at the crown of thorns, which is a torment for our peace. And I just mentioned three types of crowns. The royal crown, the priestly crown, and the victor's crown. Now the crown of thorns in the Greek the crown of thorns in the Greek is actually the Acanthinos Stephanos. Acanthinos Stephanos. You can see that in Matthew 27, verse 29, Mark 15, 17, John 19, 2. Hallelujah. Now, why the crown of thorns? the king of the Jews is that no so now here is your honor we know a crown is a crown is a band that encircles the head and it is meant to designate honor but this is inflicting pain 
This one is inflicting pain with the thorns piercing into his flesh so that the crown of thorns couldn't come off. The reason why it wasn't it didn't come off was because the thorns pierced into the flesh of his skull. Deep into it, tormenting his flesh, tormenting his peace. Now, according to Genesis 3:18, thorns are also symbolic of curses. A thorn is a curse. God cursed the ground for man's sake so it was Jesus bearing every aspect of the curse of God upon humanity in the realm of the mind in the realm of our thought processes in the realm of the peace of our hearts Genesis 3:18 thorns also and thistles shall bring so, Gloria Pachi, I urge you to follow us. You want to click the cross button close to the name burning ones and follow the podcast so that anytime we come live, whether it's a teaching session like this or a prayer meeting or the prophetic, you will get the notification. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Please are into ministry. Galatians 3.13 that it is written that cursed be any man who hung on a tree that was the essence the essence of the crown of thorns hallelujah now there is a subsection we have the subsection B behold all that we looked at is under the subsection A which is bruised for our iniquities and wounded for our transgressions. We have subsessions that we are yet to look at. 
Behold the Lamb of God, that is the bee that sees, as a serpent was lifted up, so the Son of Man. He, love and justice meet at the cross. And we continue on and on and on. And because of time, we will not go further. Hallelujah. Gloria, God bless you for sharing the live show. God bless you. We want to lift our voices and thank God for how far he has brought us in today's podcast. The first part of the anatomy of the cross. It looked like we've dealt with simple subjects. It looked like we didn't do much. But beloved, there is much in this little. If you have to take time to meditate, there is so much in this little. And Bible says, if you are faithful in little, you are faithful in much. If you are faithful in little, you are also faithful in much. So you want to be faithful by meditating on this little. By listening to this little over and over again. And thanking God for that which he has, he has accomplished, that which he has done. Hallelujah. Lift your voice, lift your heart. Thank God, give him praise, give him glory. the agony on the cross the beginning of the agony of the cross oh we bless you we bless you i pray that you let this message stay with me in the name of the lord jesus christ oh god let us glean out of this message a heart of reverence oh god for meditations on the cross in the name of the lord jesus christ that lord oh god gratitude will be shed forth in our hearts oh god to appreciate every work you have done for us on the cross in the name of the lord jesus christ Great, this great sacrifice for such great a salvation 
that you brought for us. You made a public spectacle of all principalities and powers for our sakes. You made a public spectacle of them. You disgraced them openly. Hey, even as you hung on the cross, as you died and rose on the grave, hey, on the third day, Father, we bless you, we bless you. Hey, Thank you for the cross, oh God. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the cross, oh Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Jehovah, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. For enduring shame. For my sake. For our sakes. And for begetting us again unto a lively hope. A new and a lively hope. We give you praise. We give you glory. Oh Jesus. Now we pray that by the cross, Lord, draw us. By the work of the cross, draw us into deeper intimacy, deeper fellowship. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, draw us, Lord, and cause us to run after you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, how we love you. Oh, how we love you. Oh, how we praise you. Oh, how we love you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, how we love you. More than things, oh God. More than gifts, oh God. More than prophecies, oh God. More than breakthroughs, oh God. Oh, how we love you. Awaken a new love, a new hunger, a new passion in us. For more of you, oh God. For intimacy with you, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh Jesus, I love you. I love you, Lord. We thank you, we bless you. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. God bless us for staying through. God bless all of us. Minister Siama, God bless you. Minister Cassandra, Minister Eben, Minister Gloria, Minister Steph, Minister Winning, Minister Dominicia, God bless you for joining us, including our brothers and our sisters who are not visible. Stay in grace. Keep burning for Jesus. Don't forget to talk to somebody about Jesus. Amen. Let's make the cross, the work of the cross relevant in our lives and relevant in our world. Amen. Please, we meet here on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Hallelujah. At 22.30 GMT or 10.30 p.m. GMT. 10.30 p.m. GMT. For teachings, prayers, and administration of the Spirit, including the prophetic. Amen. We know why we always hammer on the prophetic. Because it is the expectation of many. But tomorrow, Tuesday, we shall be here for a prophetic moment, teaching and the prophetic, strictly prophetic. So please 
make a date with us follow us so that when we come online you get a notification and invite a friend invite a friend tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that jesus is coming again to town by way of his manifest presence to burning ones amen amen now may the lord bless you and keep you may he cause his face to shine upon you may he be gracious unto you and give you peace may he make you the head and not the tail above only and never beneath may he bless your food and your water and cause you to be fruitful in the name of jesus i declare and pronounce over your life you will not miscarry in any good thing your land shall yield her increase in the name of jesus your womb shall not be shut but, but shall be open and you bring to bear you bring to birth in the name of jesus for bible says that as zion travail she brought forth i pray that the light of god that announces men and brings destiny to the limelight the light of god that ashes into manifestation may that light fall upon you in the name of jesus may the light of god fall upon you in the name of yeshua and i pray that by that light any darkness in your life gives way in the name of jesus you are blessed in the name of yeshua you are lifted you and your household you and your family in the name of yeshua you are kept and you are preserved in the name of jesus amen amen hallelujah go and prosper go and conquer go and multiply and be fruitful go and rule in the midst of your enemies in the name of jesus god bless you i love you all shalom goodbye goodbye